Welcome to episode 40 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled Open Mouth, Insert Foot. In today's episode, I'm going to look at episode 5 of season 2 of the Andy Griffith Show, Barney on the Rebound. And I'll use scripture from Proverbs 13.3. It says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. The episode starts off with Barney dropping off Thelma Lou at the market to get some groceries. As Thelma Lou goes into the market, Barney notices someone pulling in front of the courthouse and goes to issue a parking ticket. Once he gets to the car, he finds a beautiful young lady, Melissa Stevens, who turns on the charm and asks Barney for directions to the post office. Barney decides it's easier to show her the way instead of trying to describe it or point it out to her, so he gets in his squad car, turns on lights and sirens, and gives her a police escort to the post office, which just so happens to be directly across the street from where they were both parked. The whole time while Thelma Lou was watching after her shopping trip was complete. The next scene shows Thelma Lou at the courthouse telling Andy what had happened. When Barney walks in and goes on to explain how he helped Melissa and gives all the information that he found out about her in just that little short period of time. An argument ensues between Barney and Thelma Lou with Andy in the background really just trying to stay out of it. Later we see Barney as he enters the courthouse aggravated with women in general as he's tried to make up with Thelma Lou but it didn't work out. In the meantime, he gets a call from Melissa inviting him over to supper. Andy tries to discourage Barney from going out to Melissa's, but of course, Barney doesn't listen. Later that evening, while at Melissa's house, we see Barney telling jokes and playing his harmonica and winning over Melissa and her father. Back at the courthouse, Barney and Andy talk about the dinner that he had with Melissa, and we see that Barney is enjoying not being tied down just to one girl. That night, he goes back to Melissa's house. But this time, her father leaves and gives the couple some time alone. Melissa starts coming on to Barney, and after a few carefully placed words, Melissa thinks that Barney's proposed marriage to her. The next morning, while sitting at the breakfast table, Aunt B reads it in the paper how Barney and Melissa are engaged. While Andy tries to explain it to Opie, Barney comes in, distraught about the whole situation. Andy then helps Barney to smooth over things with Thelma Lou, while Barney makes plans on calling off everything with Melissa. Once Barney comes back to the courthouse, he feels pretty good that evening that everything has worked out and Melissa's over him, and he's finally out of trouble. Just then, the phone rings, and he gets mighty uncomfortable, and we find out that Mr. Stevens is wanting to start a breach of promise suit over the breaking of the engagement of his daughter. The next morning, Mr. Stevens and his daughter, Melissa, come to the courthouse to get satisfaction, as Mr. Stevens says. While Mr. Stevens says that his daughter really wanted to marry Barney, he admits that everything could be made better with a settlement. When Barney enters the courthouse, Andy gets everybody in place and starts the proceedings to give everyone satisfaction and to avoid a breach of promise suit. He starts the wedding ceremony. When Mr. Stevens starts to question Andy about the wedding, Andy explains that this is what Melissa wanted and it'll help to avoid the breach of promise suit. After a couple times of trying to start the ceremony, Mr. Stevens and Melissa start to argue back and forth with each other and we find out what Andy had a suspicion of. That Melissa is not Mr. Stevens' daughter, but is actually, well, he is her husband, and her name is Gladys. Andy lets them off without arresting them, but he lets them know that they have to leave Mayberry altogether. The epilogue shows Andy coming over to Thelma Lou's house to check on Thelma Lou and Barney and make sure they've worked things out, and he walks into a dark room. Thelma Lou quickly leaves the room, and when Andy turns on the light, he finds Barney's tie loosened, his hair messed up, and lipstick kisses all over his face, and I think it's safe to say that they've patched up things. Well, for now. The scripture I've chosen for this episode is from Proverbs 13.3. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, 
but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. That's from the King James Version. The first verse of this chapter tells of a son who is either wise or foolish, depending on how he listens to his father. This verse might be linked back to the first verse that talks about the wise and foolish son, or really can stand on its own as just wise instructions. It's estimated that Solomon spoke and penned over 3,000 proverbs. Of those, there are over 500 individual proverbs that are recorded in the book of Proverbs itself. When Solomon spoke this proverb about keeping his mouth shut, I think the idea is to watch what we say. It's not just to keep the peace by not making somebody mad. Solomon is saying we need to watch what we say because it keeps our life. Listen to that again. Watch what you say because it can save your life. I heard somebody say one time that the number one job of a customer service representative on most inbound call centers was to de-escalate the customer's mood who has just called in. You know, let's be honest. Who doesn't get a little mad after you call in to one of these call centers and you push the button 13 times just to get a recording that tells you that you're the most important caller that they have? Then, when you think that you see the light at the other end of the tunnel, you get madder when you have to listen to on-hold weight music of Beethoven, played by the Grinning Possum Brothers of Pound, Virginia. So, by the time you get to a real person, you've gone from being the first person of this proverb to the second. And the second part of the proverb warns us basically that the person that doesn't think before they speak and doesn't watch their lips, well, they shall have destruction. Now, the proverb doesn't say that this person is going to regret what they've said, or doesn't say they'll get in trouble, nor does it say that this person will have to apologize. It says this person will have destruction. While some other translations translate this to talk about their lips coming to ruin, the King James Version gives a stronger message as to the detrimental things that come from this, and that's destruction. When I think of destruction, I typically think of annihilation or total elimination, and this is what I think of in this proverb. But this could just be something just off from annihilation. Think of politicians who have said the wrong things that could cost them their office, and how many actors have lost their careers before saying the wrong thing. News anchors have been known to lose their jobs because they thought their mic was turned off and they've said the wrong thing on air. While these things aren't necessarily their annihilation, it's the destruction of their careers many times. And that brings us to the illustration in today's episode. When Barney's at Melissa's house on the second date, they start getting cozy while sitting on the couch. And we see Melissa, well, Gladys, starts to set up Barney by asking if he'd like to stay like that forever. Had Barney known what she was trying to to set him up for, I truly believe that he would have done like the proverb. He'd have kept his mouth shut and he'd have kept his life. Unfortunately, Barney doesn't suspect what the Stevenses are up to and he answers yes. While this event does not lead to Barney's destruction, it does lead to his disgrace and a possible ruination of Barney's relationship with Thelma Lou. I'm sure we've all had those moments when we've said something and quickly turn around to make sure no one heard you. If you have, I sure hope no one did. And if they did, which I'm sure they have many times, I hope that it didn't lead to any kind of destruction, either work-related or friend-related. I remember my dad telling me a story of a local preacher who was walking with a man, and the man told the preacher how he drank a little bit of moonshine every day, and it helped him to sleep. Well, the preacher didn't answer right off, and the next day he went walking with the man, and he answered him, and he came back with the answer, and he said, I sleep just fine. The preacher thought on how he was going to answer. Had he not thought about it properly, his response could have been his destruction, but he chose to wait on his response, and it basically saved his life. You see, the preacher made sure that he didn't open his mouth and insert his own foot. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. 
If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you'll join me next week as we'll look at Episode 6 of Season 2, Opie's Hobo Friend. Until then, thanks for listening.